0: It's that time again for the assault on your ears we call Lower Dorks, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. It's Aaron and Stavros. Well, I'm Aaron. Stavros is here too. You'll, you'll hear from him shortly. Sorry. Tonight on our screens is episode 4 of season 3, Room for Growth. And in our cups we got... ah, uh, shit. Um... I don't remember. What are it's we drinking, Stavros?
1: Well, you know, this episode mentions Ransom's affinity for churros. So today we are drinking uh, Jack Daniel's Cinnamon Spice Tennessee Fire Flavored Whiskey.
0: Oh yeah! Tennessee
1: Fire! So this is actually my first time trying this particular uh, flavor. Burns
0: so good.
1: I know, I was expecting the cinnamon, but then the first sip just kind of assaults you and just like gut punches you with cinnamon, but now that I've had a few sips, I'm just like, you know what, I'm getting really into it, and I'm kind of craving it a little bit now that I'm speaking. I kind of want you to start talking just so I can drink it more.
0: I enjoy me some cinnamon-flavored alcohol. The very well-known Fireball was my introduction to this particular style of alcohol. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The nice thing about the Tennessee Fire is it is far, far less sweet, and I think that really ah. brings a lot to the table because of it. Yeah, it's It's,
1: strong, but not sweet. It's it's kind of, it's tasty and strong, yeah. Yeah, and it's got a little
0: bit more of a bite to it, which is just, I enjoy that. Not so much going down, but on the palate. Uh, It's even (laughs) worse coming back up, buddy, so
1: better tone it down. You know what, we're going to try and pause before that, so. (laughs) Well, should we talk about uh, room for growth? Yeah, let's do this. That is why we're doing this, yeah. So uh, on board the Cerritos, mariner Bueno and Tendi race their Delta shift counterparts across the ship to secure their very own set of private quarters. They don't get it. Spoilers, dude! I ain't watched the episode. <laughs> That's not the right way to consume this podcast. Oh my by the god! Way. Anyway, <laughs> Captain Freeman forces the Cerritos' engineering team into a vacation, but ends up getting so stressed out she gets put in a box. That's what happens, right?
0: I, I vaguely remember this happening. Um, <laughs> I'm glad
1: to hear it. There were boxes. There was racing. Yes. All of those things happened.
0: It was less of a race and more of a grim death march, though. So, you know. just be Yeah, warned. it really was.
1: Um, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But you know what? I was looking at the... You know, something we don't really do in this show that much anymore is look at the behind-the-scenes credits type thing. Yeah. I was just kind of casually looking up these folks to see if there's anything noteworthy about them. The writer of this episode, a man by the name of John Cochran... He is actually a Survivor contestant turned TV sitcom writer, which is amazing. And uh, he read this episode. So, and I think he's done a few others, too. Oh, yeah. well, you know, that's if good. Need more, you know. If you need more Survivor in your show, then yeah.
0: there's a way to go. It always amazes me how you'll see... That was one of the big things I remember uh, from watching interviews with uh, Anson Mount, where he would talk about how he wanted to be a sci-fi writer. And it's always right. it always amazes me like just to see how many people really have that passion and right. how they've never really pursued it and suddenly i yeah. feel less bad about my failures
1: well congratulations yeah you don't really see that kind of like career job hopping going on too often it's like some guy started in the writer's room and then became a writer and then died as a writer but you yeah don't really or see like they
0: might be like pop. a storyboarder and they jump over to writing or you right. know they might be like a, uh, a producer's son and they jumped over to writing
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know the, this is you know, all the real world. That's works. that's
0: my problem. I'm I'm trying to get into the industry in the wrong way. I just need to become a producer's <laughs> son. Hey, any producers out there? You want to adopt a 40 year old man? Give me a shout.
1: <laughs> it could happen. It could totally happen.
0: Yeah, but I think there's some squicky implications there. I may not want to yeah. have suggested that.
1: Well, you know what? You have to do certain things in in the name of career growth. So, you gotta you gotta bite the bullet.
0: Sounds like you're speaking from experience.
1: Definitely not. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about the episode. First, I want to get into Goopy. Why is Tendi. This is like the latest Tendi experiment. Do you think Goopy is sentient?
0: Wait, do we know that she made Goopy?
1: I'm kind of making an assumption there, but given her history. Uh, Yeah,
0: buddy. Way to bust out that leap to conclusion, Matt.
1: She's just adopting him. She's just like. She like took him home for the day.
0: It could be something she found. Yeah. I pray to God she's not making sentient goop piles. That has some like. (laughs) For I have no mouth and I must scream vibes coming from it. <laughs> yeah. Is Teddy evil? Have we have we established whether she's good or evil? She's gotta be Ooh. like a... She was an Orion. Control. There seems to be some yeah. implications <laughs> that bad things may have That's happened racist. in the past. That's racist that's not racist she admits she was the mistress of the winter stars or whatever it is you don't get okay, to yeah, be there true. and you know there's another scene in this episode that leads me to this conclusion we'll get to it eventually
1: you'll see <laughs> okay i guess we'll see but yeah they're interrupted by freeman in by being overtaken by a mask persona this mask persona is named minuki And, of course, in the TNG episode it's referencing, that was uh, Masaka, so kind of like a similar name going on there. And it's kind of funny. They kind of imply that these mask incidents happen, like, all the time. You know, though, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. In the (laughs) original episode, the mask
0: was, like, irrelevant to the whole process. It was all the probe, right, that was like... Right, downloading the alien mythology into Data's yeah. brain or some bullshit. It's all the symbols. Yeah, but doesn't, he,
1: doesn't he make the mask based on the download though?
0: Yeah, but it's not the mask that turns him, you know, into you know right. evil Data. And you know, right. he doesn't gain supernatural powers. I feel like they just completely leapt off the deep end, just took a complete left (laughs) turn with what's going on here.
1: Yeah, well, they needed to make the jokes about the ship transformations being Captain Freeman's fault, so... Yes, of course. They needed that to make it happen. Yes. Why is this happening all the time? They need to get... Are they finding these... uh, D'Arcy installations more often now? Is is that what's going on? They just send this redress to each one? To
0: comment on this, like, I don't remember the episode that that well. But it's not the only episode that had the they find the last remnants of an ancient civilization. And yeah. It's something that bothered me. Let me get this straight. Because this happens in the episode <laughs> where, you know, Picard leads that whole other light. Uh, what is it? Is yes.
1: It... Tapestry? Is that what it is? No, that's the Q episode. You're
0: right. So it's inner light. Inner that's light. That's the one yes. where he leads the second life. And Mm -hmm. it leaves them scarred Mm -hmm. So in that, these aliens They launch a probe into space That is able to psychically Attach to another being And have them lead a whole second life As if they were a member of that culture The Darcy Probe It's a cultural database That they were able to launch into space And it lasted (laughs) for eons
1: Very similar
0: You got all this tech What catastrophe brought you down? like i feel like these people would be able to get past almost any catastrophe short of like a you know happening situation where the plants turn against them and it's too late by the time they realize it
1: you know this is also a recurring theme in lower decks as well because they've had that episode with the uh, terraforming goop that transforms the ship so yeah but even then those
0: those were survivors you know they had the tech
1: that's Um, true that's true. And did
0: they only launch one ship? I bet there's more of those people out there somewhere. We can bring them yeah. back.
1: <laughs> it's a it's funny. It's it wasn't just an illusion. A, illusory changes to the ship either. They're like literally ch- like putting stonework around the ship that uh, hilariously the engineering team is fixing with phasers. Just another another purpose of the multipurpose phaser. Yeah, and phaser, what's the deal with that stones?
0: Cuz Freeman is all like, "Oh yeah, you know, they're they're in the process of, you know, undoing the or reverting the systems that were changed into, you know, alien temple bits. But it doesn't seem like anything was actually changed. It feels like there was just, like, a facade put over everything, and they're just taking it off.
1: Uh, Yeah, it does seem like that, huh? It's a very superficial change very often.
0: Yeah, it's just something on the surface. So, I call bullshit, this was no big deal, and she's overreacting.
1: Phillips' crew is just uh, making a big deal out of just having to phaser the uh, stones off of the systems. Hey, you know it's a lot of
0: phasering, do. and they are not phaserers; they're engineers.
1: <laughs> that is true. Yeah,
0: call some <laughs> call some Starfleet Marines. Get them to handle it. <laughs> they like hey, to red shirts, rocks, right? we got a job that's not likely to kill you today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, just cut some rocks and and throw them out the nearest airlock. You'll be fine. Yes. Something interesting uh, when uh, Captain Freeman goes down to engineering. Is it just me, or is the pulsating animation on the warp core a new addition? Did you notice that?
0: Was it not pulsating before?
1: I. It's kind of like has this like very elaborate pulse where it's not just the top and bottom pulse, but it's also like all the little other bits are pulsating. It's very eye-catching and interesting. I thought maybe it was a new animation. Oh, yeah, animation it's, it's got really like the
0: flow going, right? It's not just yeah. pulsing. It's got the, the warp plasma power flow going on for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't know. It's got to be a, a brand new uh, animation. I was enjoying it quite a bit. I'm sure uh, it gives more credence to everyone loving the warp core.
0: Hey, you know what? It gets you from here to there. <laughs>
1: Speaking of that scene, though, how about uh, Billups' breakdown of the Hey, you Maybe know we what? Got a little hint of.
0: I I don't know what you're saying.
1: I like the little follow-up slap. That was so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that Shax just, like, takes it. And it's like, you, you know, it's just because Billups is so weak. He's all, Shax. is just like, <laughs> this means nothing to me.
1: <laughs> he just takes it he's like yes i'm providing emotional support to this man
0: you know what that fits in with what we uh learn about shacks later in the episode
1: <laughs> that's right it's funny though i feel like shacks might be doing a better job than miglimo not to continue the miglimo hate too much from last episode that we did you know what there's yeah, no too much
0: miglimo hate If uh... if if tomorrow a presidential candidate was to announce his run based on Destroying Miglimo, I would vote <laughs> wow. for him.
1: oof, take Hitler that evie comes player. back,
0: comes to the future from the past, and he says. <laughs> I will eliminate the Jews! And Miglimo! I'm like, well, I don't really have a problem with Jewish people, but... Wow. Ooh, that Miglimo! (laughs) That's quite the sell there!
1: Jeez. Getting all dark with your... This uh, podcast is getting a little dark. We better move (laughs) on. You know what also is dark is when, you know, the Delta Shifter plan gets back to uh, Mariner and Company... Mariner goes, ah, oh, those stupid Delta characters. They should all just join the Maquis. But you know what? All the Maquis are dead. But
0: what's the deal? Are the Maquis? They've <laughs> got to be still around, right?
1: Like, isn't that part of why the Cardassians joined the Dominion? Is so they could uh, wipe well, out I, the Maquis? That and that was and the and thing in
0: Voyager. There's yeah. an episode once they've made contact where they do a fantastic job of like the Maquis crew members reacting to the discovery that the Maquis are all but wiped out so like did they make like a resurgence like who are they against now like the (laughs) the Cardassians they're no longer an independent power they're not even allowed to make weapons who are they resisting
1: (laughs) I don't know maybe one of the Maquis crew members on Voyager kind of made a little uh, resurgence cell somewhere and they're just sick, continuing to stick it to the poor Cardassians you secret. know
0: or maybe like the Maquis now are like this joke organization right <laughs> like they're the anti-federation terrorists who don't actually do yeah. any terrorizing they're like the That's federation is possible. terrible it should be destroyed alright well um I'll get on to this whole terrorism thing but right now I got a slot in the holodeck so see you <laughs> later
1: guys yeah try. let's try it later Yeah, I, I like the little Maquis reference there but yeah they're all dead a little, oh, little dark there, Mariner. Getting a little come dark.
0: On. Wow, this episode was a lot darker than I remember.
1: Just wait. We're going to get to even darker things that come up even later in the episode. But, uh, you know, the Lower Deckers, they decide to stick it to Delta Shift and also race to the whatever terminal it is that determines the uh, whoever gets the extra crew hoarders. And, uh, you know, of course, they say, you know, the Delta Shifter screwed us, so now we get to screw them back. And that's that's some two wrongs make a right Logic yeah. So, there. and that's how you know.
0: That's how you know it's all about getting the quarters, rather than you know what's right. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, is all they had to do was go to like a senior officer and be like, "Hey, the Delta Shifters are doing this."
1: Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's it. it. The Delta Shifters get booted. Do. Yeah. I don't know. They just they just really wanted the quarters that bad.
0: They'd walk into the terminal room, and there would be uh, shacks waiting for them. Just wait, he was not to say anything. he just shakes his some head shackles and sigh.
1: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of getting the new quarters, though, I mean, they really made a point to jam a lot of people in the, like, bunk area of the ship there. Yeah! And once again, we get we get people wearing towels, which, again, is confusing, because yeah. they can't be coming from the sonic showers because they're not wet.
0: You know what, though? Maybe it's like the towels have become, like, the new bathrobe. Because, like, you dry uh. off, and then you put the bathrobe on, Right. So maybe right. that's the thing. Maybe that's what okay. it is.
1: Yeah, I mean it's obviously some kind of aesthetic choice because Mariner like calls somebody out for having a towel that's too small. So there's obviously some kind of but his towel you know, wasn't too small. <laughs>
0: it was normal sized towel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the guy's torso is really huge though. So yeah, little tiny legs, giant torso. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: I Feel like they would have fixed <laughs> these genetic defects. Somebody needed to uh, beshear him.
1: Hey, maybe the uh, the baby bear squadron needs uh, people with giant torsos to giant to their somebody, torso things.
0: Little bit legs.
1: <laughs> oh man! Oh, so something we get to see a new ship in this episode, the Dove. Oh, uh, we uh, get to see Star lots of Her new Medical ships. Ship. Are we going to talk about yeah. this scene? I love yeah, let's this do scene. It. Yeah, what did you notice?
0: I like the design of every ship in this scene. Um, Obviously, there's an Andorian ship in the background, so, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. woo-woo,
0: Andorians represent! (laughs) Uh, But you also have, like, an evolution of the Dauntless in the purple ship in the back, which I'm guessing is meant to be a civilian ship. There's another ship, which, it's that, it's very boxy, right? But it still has that, like, Star Fleetish aesthetic. Ah, I love that design. The Dove, nothing... You don't know, no, the Dove has a lot of really nice details. I don't know... Uh, it's very...
1: Yeah, it's a, like a new design. It's so, a brand like, new very design.
0: Detailed. Very high detailed. Very... You know, it's just, it's a good design. And, like, all of the detail works really well together. I don't know what, like, they were trying... Like, what they were trying to communicate with the ship. But it just, it
1: looks cool. Yeah. It does look cool, but it doesn't look like a relaxation barge, for sure. All the relaxation happens on the inside. None of it happens on the outside.
0: I would think, like, because there's that whole big, like, app section. It seems to have, like, a giant, like, I don't even know what that circular part is at the back. Is that, like, an engine or something? Like, Yeah, I don't know. It kind of looks like an engine. Why so it? much engine space? Like, does it need to, like, really fly fast to pick up relaxers from all over the galaxy? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, it, it's unclear.
0: But, yeah, definitely one of those where form is not following function.
1: Yeah. It's funny because this is the second specialized Starfleet medical ship we've seen on Lower Decks. The first was the Osler. Uh, and you know the, what they have the in common? Ship. Yeah, the Edosian captains. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Very specialized. Is it like a, a cultural uniform, though, obviously.
0: Thing? Like, do Adosians just love running resorts or something? <laughs> like, is Adosia just a planet of nothing but resorts? Is it like the real yeah. Risa? you know, without all the terrorist <laughs> stuff going on?
1: Yeah, maybe it is. But, you know, this seems like it could even be a civilian ship, too, because they, they're not Starfleet on board, right?
0: Uh, it's never said. We don't know.
1: Yeah, they're not wearing uniforms either, so maybe it is just... But that doesn't mean cities. anything. I mean,
0: Troy yeah. and Miglimo don't wear uniforms.
1: That's true. That's Did true.
0: the uh, captain of the Osler wear a uniform? I don't recall.
1: He wears... It's like a weird variant with a... Uh, there's He wears a com badge, so it's got to be Starfleet of some kind. But here, they're just kind of wearing, I don't like, white... Uh, like I don't know, outfits, robes, maybe you know.
0: And it is a good point, though. Um, I don't recall seeing a Delta anywhere on their ship, and apparently uh, Starfleet loves to just stamp Deltas everywhere they can. <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to bet there's a captain or two with the tramp stamp of a Delta. <laughs> F and weird. You know, if
1: I, I wouldn't put it past any of them.
0: But yeah, so I do want to point out one thing, though, since this is the oh, second yeah. Edojian we've seen. Okay, normal speaking voice. The other Edojian we saw, normal speaking voice. so what's up with eric's what is his deal he had that ridiculous accent in the animated series (laughs) like was he just doing that to f with the the enterprise crew or something did he have like a speech impediment i i have so many questions about this
1: (laughs) you know this is one of those out of universe explanations where like all aliens in the animated series talked like this
0: they did it was such a common trope and i don't know (laughs) what they were thinking like nobody know. in the production staff was all like, "Guys, guys, come on! You got to be able to do something else down. here."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have. No, I really have no idea. They all speak normally. Although, I, if I recall, the captain of the Ostler had kind of like a, like a you know sinister villain voice. who talked kind of like this. Yes,
0: like this. But right. he didn't talk like. The, I can't even do the the animated series alien voice. <laughs> the, yes. Mm, okay, <laughs> it's wrong. That's one hundred percent wrong. I regret doing it now. Jesus. <laughs> Cut it out. I beg of you.
1: They Maybe just every single one has, you know, there's just lots of different dialects and ways to speak.
0: That could be it. They just have they're massive just... dialect diversity.
1: Yeah. I th- I'm going to go with that.
0: Could be.
1: <laughs> uh, did you notice when they're showing the puppy room, there's this Andorian in it, and just the puppies, in, like, jump on her, and she just gets this terrified look on her face and, like, falls down to the floor and, like, Five puppies jump on you her. You
0: have said this, but I don't remember a terrified look. She seems to be enjoying it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it right now. It's if at first it's like she's having a good time, and then they jump on her, and then she's having a bad time. No,
0: I think she's happy all the way puppies. through. When the first one. Oh, you know, you're right. She does get all terrified. What is going on here? (laughs) It's
1: like too many puppies. You know what, though? I mean, (laughs) like, Andoria,
0: there's probably no puppies on Andoria. They're probably used to, uh, like... Their idea of cute is probably, like... I don't even know. What do you find in the Arctic? Well, you know, they're, like, super alien Arctic. So they probably love, uh, I don't know, like, ice centipedes or some bullshit.
1: Very likely. I don't don't think we know a lot about Andorian Andorians don't do cute. Yeah, probably not anyway i thought that was a fun little detail there back with the other group though mariner and boimler and tendy um when they break into the the holodeck and... oh you're good
0: i feel like this would be a huge social faux pas like you don't go into another man's private holodeck no. session i'm
1: surprised they could just walk right in like I that's guess, what, you know that's no one locks the doors. in trouble you know yeah oh and this is like it's like canada where no one locks their doors yeah well, since you went to the Jordy, did you did you catch when Captain Freeman's getting all pissed at the engineers and Jordy oh, LaForge's Geordi
0: LaForge's! <laughs> like I don't even know
1: what that means. Like I don't know either. It <laughs> can't relax or something? Like, I don't know. She's was that throwing like a trait of around? like Geordi
0: that he never just like stopped engineering like despite orders like I don't think so. Like I don't remember no. the only traits I remember of Jordy LaForge was that he was just weird as fuck.
1: Yeah socially awkward to the point of being a little offensive
0: yeah like he's like one step (laughs) above barkley in that regard yeah
1: (laughs) and then he tries to mentor barkley which just makes it even worse
0: well you know what takes one to know one right
1: (laughs) that is true anyway getting off the topic yeah we're kind of jumping around here (laughs) what are we doing next
0: now that we stopped trashing on jordy i'm
1: sorry (laughs) lavar you know i love you if you're listening lavar we apologize anyway they go to the to the bonk where Shax and diana are going to uh, do a little bonnie and Clyde action i love how they really uh they really stick it to the you know well this is the place where people put their money hello i'd like uh, some money with no intrinsic value yes hmm. i thought that was pretty yeah fun. that a was a little over good. the head uh,
0: very uh definitely probably raise some ire of certain people but you know what <laughs> My real question here is though, why are Shax and Taana running a human hollow novel for their kinky sex stuff? Like are there no like Bajoran or Cation holo novels? How come we never see like historical Andorian or Tellarite or, you know, I don't know Antedon holo novels? You know? You're asking the tough questions. It is yeah. a tough question. Because the I,
1: audience could not relate to it. That's the real. That answer. that's <laughs> 100,
0: you know, which is sad. You know, I want an episode yeah. where, like, is all they do is like weird early and hollow novels that they just can't relate to.
1: That would be <laughs> kind amazing. of like an interdimensional cable type. Oh of, like, yeah, that would be awesome. Episode. Like they go into the Hollow
0: to run their favorite program, but it's been deleted, so they're just like cycling <laughs> through other programs to try and find <laughs> something to do.
1: I love it. It's great. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so about this holodeck scene, though, I mean, Doctor to Anna in the middle of a firefight, disabling the safety protocols, like, Boimler was under a yeah. second away from dying. Like, like super he, he dangerous.
0: By the way, I, this is a question I've always had since the beginning of Star Trek. Why is that an option, right? Why <laughs> could you just turn the holodeck into a full-on murder room? Like, did they <laughs> yeah. predict Picard needing to fight the Borg?
1: yeah i don't know so many questions it's like uh, it's, too much, it's too much like the x-men danger room where things can actually hurt you in there yeah it's, it's just i don't know uh,
0: bad writing a little, a little plot yeah. yeah like especially if there was like no like confirmation or you know like authorization yeah, it just doesn't. required just <laughs> yeah. like just do it i see some like, like bullets six are flying. Year old run ninja assassin program disable safety protocols <laughs> and the computer's like okay and then the mom finds her kid dead like the oh, next geez. day wow
1: this episode is really dark jesus you know what am i saying <laughs> gets this, oh god this let's get back on here. track Whew. you know it's funny once uh they get into their argument there it turns out like we were alluding to before Shax is the sensitive one in this relationship yeah
0: he just wants to have an emotional yeah. bond and is yeah. all the time I mean, he died they didn't even talk about it stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, you can't man. just do kinky sex all the time.
0: Story of my life, man. I just want to bond and <laughs> only want kinky sex stuff.
1: Yeah. How how unfortunate. Also, why is Doctor Tanna's kinky sex name Diane? I yeah, it. it's like I'm betting it's
0: there. a it's a holodeck thing, like that's the character they're role <laughs> that's playing. The <laughs> like, you know, Picard becomes Dixon Hill and Data <laughs> becomes Sherlock Holmes and Sir. Barkley becomes and Dr. Barkley, becomes but not a trash <laughs> bag.
1: Yeah, it yeah. could be.
0: Oh, so there's one more thing in this scene that I noticed that I really like I don't know why, like, this bothered me. You know here's why it bothered me, because they did the whole time freeze thing and, and Boimler pushes right. the bullet out of the way.
1: Yes. Why he is the casing
0: it? still on the bullet? Like that is not how bullets work. <laughs> and at first I was Does it look bothered. like, the bullet's still on there? That's why it bothered me. Like initially it bothered me. But then I thought about it, I'm like, you okay. know what? These hollow novelists, they probably have no idea how guns work. When was the last time? Like a modern, you know, jacketed bullet or, you know, anything along that line was fired. Yeah. Even even their like projectile guns are probably some sort of crazy like gravimetric propelled bullets.
1: Yeah, they just aren't familiar yeah. with the or you know chemical propulsion and
0: teleporting bullets.
1: <laughs> See I'm I'm glad I like you're going with the uh it's it's an in universe problem instead of like an animator on the show's problem. That's 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 nice.
0: I- I'm going with in universe because, you know, that actually makes sense. <laughs>
1: It does make sense, yeah. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, meanwhile, let's uh, they get through the the holodeck program and they go down into this like weird swampy area. Did you notice in that the swamp room the skeleton? And so of course, if you zoom in you on it, when you pointed this Dupler. out to
0: me, I did not believe you. But <laughs> I went back and looked at the Dupler episode, and yeah. it's the same like shawl that like he's the wearing. There's yeah, there's the no cape. way this is not a Dupler. Man, that's dark did he just like start very to dark down there Super.
1: well he like probably inhaled the, the nitrous oxide and oh he until probably, he
0: yeah he probably hailed yeah. the uh the atmo drugs which why yeah. would they even have that down there that doesn't make any sense
1: look why is there a swamp down there is none there of just, this makes sense there's
0: just like no basic basic osha standards here <laughs> like no inspector that says yeah, the uh, room full of plants that emit uh, LSD. Yeah, I can't have that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is a this is a workplace.
1: Yeah, I mean this ship has all kinds of issues. I mean they've obviously refit the ship, the entire ship twice since the show started, and who knows if before then. So like they have access panels that aren't on the schematics. Yeah. all kinds of crazy problems.
0: Yeah, Starfleet is apparently just a you know seat of your plant pants fly by night organization. <laughs> doesn't keep good records of what they're doing but you know no. going back to this room there was a second question i had about this why is okay. hydroponics in the strut like did you notice like Great that question. was the Were exterior they in the strut at that framing point? shot and there's yeah. no way that framing shot doesn't place them in the strut like why why Easy. is it down there
1: i have no idea they have a lot of the you know when they show the path they're taking down so they're clearly going from the saucer down to the pod, right? So there is yeah. a lot of the trip where they're in the strut, but you don't really see a lot. Like they don't, they don't, you know, zip line down a turbo shaft or something. Yeah, they're just they're just there. They're crawling. I through guess ziplining would be not that exciting.
0: But you know what? I do want to comment on one thing in this scene when they show the cutaway gag to the hydroponics bay and Mister mm-hmm. Speaks in metaphors. metaphors, man. Yeah, yes. Uh, he he is working in there, and his okay. metaphor. Yeah, Kayshawn, thank you. The metaphor he uses is Gramble, his throat slit by his mistress. Holy shit, (laughs) that is super upbeat delivery for something super dark. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know whether it's good or bad. Like, did he intend to cut off that leaf? Or was it It a bad It looked like he was, like,
1: pruning it. Yeah. I feel like he was pr- doing So, some is the
0: implication that, you know, Gramble's mistress straight up, you know, giving him a uh, second smile was a good <laughs> thing? Like, who is Gramble? I need to know this. Know.
1: It was a little disturbing. I tried not to think about it just because the, the delivery paired with the animation was so well done and, like, creepy, but also oh, yeah. gardening.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's really well raising done. all sorts of questions with these guys. Their race just, man. <laughs>
1: so good but then they go to an even more hilarious location
0: well hold on a second before we get there there's one more scene in this i need to talk about because i mentioned okay, it yes. earlier okay. and that is how uh, tendy gets boimler meritor out of the room yeah she totally <laughs> just hardcore punts boimler into the shaft and then beats meritor with a stick till she gets in there i am telling you tendy has got some questionable things in her background this I think you're right. breaks of Orion leadership style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. Like I when I watched it again I was like, "Wow, she just literally just gets a stick and just beats Mariner until she complies." Yeah. Or she just kind of shoves into the, you know, out the door, but Mariner just beats her into submission. Breaks her out of the egg. Very sad.
0: Very sad. It was warm in there.
1: Yeah, I know. Anyway, so then they do go to the next room which is the uh g I think it's inside the deflector.
0: Yeah, it's like behind the deflector dish, which I yeah. wouldn't think that would be pressurized.
1: Yeah. I think all. I mean, is there ever an area inside Starship that's not pressurized? You just do it just for kicks, I think. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. You, you reach a point of technological advancement that you can do whatever you want and laugh in the yeah. face of lesser... why not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, why does it spin? Why does the inside of the deflector spin? Uh, well, first of all, is this the first time we've seen inside a deflector? Because I know we've seen inside a warp a nacelle, but maybe yeah. this is the first time inside a deflector.
0: I'm not sure. I feel like we've seen it before, but I couldn't place it, and I wasn't prepared for you to ask that question. So I didn't <laughs> do any research.
1: <laughs> we've seen people on the deflector. In well, yeah, obviously contact. in
0: first contact. Yeah, or, but never
1: you know, inside the deflector.
0: Poor Hawk meets his fate.
1: Yeah, R.I.P.
0: Yeah. Introduced him just to kill him. You know, if a new seemingly significant character shows up in a movie, just accept he's going to die before the end.
1: <laughs> it makes sense.
0: Hawk, Decker. Season
1: three of Picard, you know, any minor character is probably going to die. Possibly some of the main characters too. Anyway, why sad. does it spin? I, I have why no idea. This
0: whole scene doesn't make any sense. Why is it low gravity? <laughs> why does it spin? Yeah, And I love the fact that the gravity just seems super inconsistent. Like, at first, they're just, like, able to jump a little bit higher than normal, and then eventually, Boimler's just, like, floating floating. around. Yeah. (laughs) Like, do you eventually jump high enough that gravity just stops working? Like, maybe I just don't understand gravity. Um, I'm lost.
1: Hey, there is precedent. Uh, you know in the episode one of Enterprise with the the sweet spot in the ship. Oh yeah the the sweet spot. They just need a uh, Mayweather
0: to show them where it is where they can sit on the ceiling. You need
1: a boomer. You need a space boomer to come and and Don't remind me of how terrible that was.
0: (laughs) Gonna have PTSD.
1: The funny part of that scene is when they tether themselves to get Boimler out because he gets stuck on the you know inside the spinny bit and they grab him by the hair and yank him inside. I thought for sure some kind of hair related revelation was coming but ah, i
0: yeah did not see that as a uh, <laughs> thing that was in the cards i do love the fact though that like there's no way that grabbing him by the hair was strictly speaking necessary i feel like <laughs> they just did it for efficacy
1: it's possible possible why
0: i do like that we just keep seeing room after room that like we're never gonna revisit but you know what i could be wrong we've been back to catation ops a couple of times now so that's right maybe knows? we'll we see you back rooms, inside Yeah. Deflector.
1: yeah. Um, what else is fun? Oh, the the funny part, after that scene where they are uh, relaxing and they're saying what they're going to do with the quarters and they start, like, pointing out the goofiness of somebody inside quarters saying, come, 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 come yes. like Riker says it.
0: Yeah, come. yeah. I think, didn't Picard say it too? Yeah. It, did, like it still tendies. makes no sense. Tendy's enter friend.
1: <laughs> enter friend.
0: I mean, like, what still would good. you say? I'd be like, what do you want? Like, I noticed that none of them... <laughs> their response to somebody like pinging the door is to say who is it? Who is it yeah Yeah, like is that not the (laughs) logical response here
1: no i guess in the future you kind of already know maybe
0: or maybe they just don't care you know they're all like do i want visitors or not and if they do it doesn't matter who it is and then it turns out to be barkley and suddenly regrets were had
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah everyone just hopes it's never barkley come oh no wait oh shit i'm not at home
0: sir you already let me in
1: not at home this is a recording beep boop please leave anyway uh of course the delta shifters catch up with them and they have their fake bonding moment did you notice that none of the delta shifters are wearing shoes when they make it into the did not notice that um but i'm not very
0: detail oriented
1: yeah this show has, has broken me now i notice all the weird details like like them not wearing shoes for some reason
0: oh yeah and like the the lower bits of their pants they're all like torn up they're like. torn up yeah and well i mean they <laughs> what, were covered in grease too right like <laughs> i feel like their journey was much more treacherous than the warp core <laughs> three force
1: the War core three yeah i think so but at least we get the ransom's churro story which of course we get pseudo confirmed uh, no pseudo confirmed uh,
0: apocryphal apocryphal <laughs>
1: Yes, I need he, he hides Chur Olivia somewhere and he he is, must eat her because he replicates more bags of churros. Okay, so. well, I mean,
0: god dang it, the only way to respond to that is going to have me just pseudo acknowledge it.
1: No, but they were saying
0: <laughs> wouldn't he get all dried out and they're like, "Oh, no, he refreshes her, which means he's replacing parts of her body." So I mean yeah. he could be just throwing the churros away. But it's not happening because that story's apocryphal. <laughs> this whole season is a ransom character assassination.
1: <laughs> You're right, the ransom character assassination continues. But
0: and here's how it's I impatient. know the story is bullshit. How did Caveman Ransom no not only figure out how to operate the replicator, but also to get it to replicate a churro wife for him?
1: <laughs> Maybe he was into churros first, and then he asked for a bag of thirty churros. Shit! And then he fashioned it into a wife.
0: He was a, he was a caveman.
1: I don't know. I don't know what you want. The ransom clearly has has lost his uh, his all his credibility. You know what? Bullshit. He just, he's he's really still got churros. it.
0: Just just character assassination here. There's no churro <laughs> wife. The guy just likes churros, and he knows it's not healthy for him. So he oh. he, he kind of cheats and doesn't want anybody to know
1: oh okay so does he actually just I mean what's your guess as to what he does with this bag of churros he, he eats them he goes eats all at once or? yeah <laughs> and then he he and maintains he the, the, the lava tubes well oh, I okay, mean yeah
0: then he just goes and he works it off and cries a little
1: <laughs> how do you work off 30 churros that's too many churros the to work the same off. way
0: you work off
1: one churro just
0: a lot <laughs> more of it <laughs>
1: fair enough I guess damn right it's fair enough then, of course, the War Core 3 basically forget basic problem-solving skills about claiming the room for themselves. So, Well, I mean... And they learn that the hard way.
0: You know what? This leads into the return of Bold Boimler, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, about Bold Boimler. I like how it's, that's continuing to be a thing, but I feel like he should already be bold from last season. I feel like this this show needs a little more... You know, character continuity with Boimler specifically. I want him to continue to evolve, like we talked about last time. No, I mean, he doesn't character- need to be the joke all the time.
0: He needs to be yeah. static forever. But yeah, I do want to point apparently. something out. After they get to the uh, computer terminal, Mariner is talking about how they're eventually going to break up in the future, right? And they'll go in different directions. And she's right. all like, well, Tendy's going to be, you know, a senior officer. And is going to be dead because of this whole bold <laughs> Boimler thing. And is just like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep, like, correct. wait, what? He's just like accepted. This is my fate.
1: Yeah. Anyway, did you notice, by the way, speaking of random locations they visit, the terminal room they go to, I saw this on Twitter. Somebody commented on this, about this on Twitter. It is very inspired by a, a one-time scene sensor maintenance room in a TNG episode, Lonely Among Us. It is very similar to that.
0: Okay, so it's from Lonely Among Us. When they went in there, I'm like, I know I've seen this with like the. Because the design is so bizarre, right? Yeah. It's just like there's one little terminal with it, like this triangular monitor bank. And you're like, what is going on here? Okay. I knew I had seen this before. It weirds me out, though, how often that happens in Star Trek, where they do these one one off locations. And it's all like a lot of this stuff had to be built, you know? It's not like now where you can just CG it and hope for the best. So, like, what did they do with these sets afterwards? Like, you couldn't have done, like, a scene that was taking place in a hallway and just have it be in one of these rooms to reuse them? Like, give some variety?
1: I don't know. Will we see this random uh, room where apparently it's the only place to access the lottery again? I mean, who knows? Well,
0: it's not the only place to access it, right? It's just the best location because it's, like, an unsecured terminal, and they can access it (laughs) get to it and access it without logs being generated so nobody knows yeah. what they did
1: it seems like a major security flaw because
0: but... they're amoral sociopaths
1: <laughs> yeah this, uh, this is definitely an example of the amoralness of the amorality of the, uh, the warp core 3 at least
0: well delta shift was like a, a level of uh, shadier right so
1: <laughs> that's true what, uh, oh yeah, of course, the uh, the box uh, that I mentioned at the beginning of our recording today. Um, it's the box that removes all stress that the uh, ceritas engineers uh, managed to piece together. Kind of, we're a feat of engineering that is promptly tossed out the nearest airlock. I guess they could always make it again if they needed to, but...
0: I, I love that, though.
1: What a revolution in P2 hours. But that happens. If, uh, that happens.
0: That happens all the time in Star Trek. Some new technology is introduced and you never see it again. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, wouldn't like you just keep being like, wouldn't Somebody this tech sabotaged. be useful in this situation? And that explains it. <laughs> There's some, you know, uh, person who's afraid of losing their position, so they just toss that new tech out the window,
1: never to be seen. And again. the it's engineers like don't care
0: because they just want to engineer.
1: That's right. That's all they want to do. Whether Speaking of which, we do get a lot of we, do, we haven't really talked about Rutherford's role in this episode. It's just him and the, him and Billups for for a lot of the show resisting Captain Freeman. <laughs> he gets all pissed off at the end too, which is dude.
0: I love angry. Never Rutherford. really see <laughs> angry. Yeah, it's such a fantastic <laughs> scene. But the best part is his role in this episode is basically a I don't even know what to call it, but it's the role of the angry fan he takes on, right? Mm, Where he points yeah. out their complete lack of logical thinking. Where you know, because the uh, Delta shift, they're like, "Yeah, we'll just put more beds in the room and share it." And Rutherford's (laughs) all like, "The answer was obvious. Why didn't
1: you do it?" It's great. He's always so easygoing, but you know, the one—I guess it's the one thing that pissed him off—is not getting his own quarters.
0: I think he was uh, hyper stressed from going to the spa.
1: It could be he didn't get to engineer enough there. Maybe is the problem.
0: Like, because that's the whole (laughs) thing when they go to the spa. Like all the engineers, they don't look like they're stressed out. They look like they just need a nap.
1: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, they just need a break from their, like, overworkedness. They don't need yeah. to just leave their jobs entirely. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've talked a lot about the... What do you think overall of this episode? Was this a... Like, where does it rank? stack up in the season? You know,
0: it has some funny moments. Um, it has some interesting scenes. Like I said, I love the visiting locations we'll never see again. Right. But overall, yeah, I think it's going to turn out to be one of the weaker of the uh, season. Just not quite as funny, not quite as memorable.
1: Yeah, I think we get the. I think the most memorable is the Shax and Taana holodeck, and uh, everything else is kind of, uh, you know, it's it's fun like you said, but maybe it doesn't stack up quite to the high level of the rest of the season so far.
0: But you know what? But There's it. lots more episodes to go, so I'm not feeling too bad about.
1: Indeed, this. did we miss anything about this that you wanted to cover?
0: Not that I recall. You know, I mean, okay, we didn't talk about the uh, Klingon relaxation is just throwing <laughs> necklace at things. Apparently,
1: <laughs> yeah. That is true.
0: Uh, But yeah. It's roughly on the
1: same scale as people being assaulted by puppies. So.
0: could be.
1: You know what? My Tennessee fire is all out. I need to get a refill.
0: That is definitely enough of that burning sensation for me. So, you know, let's, uh, (laughs) let's shut this thing down. You know, we'll be back next week to ponder episode five of season three. Until then, you can catch us on Twitter at Lower Dorks or take a nice relaxing spa day where you might just find an overly stressed podcaster waiting for you to fix his whole world with your machinery
1: i'd settle for you just doing the editing